Welcome to The Satisfaction Project, your adults-only guide to independent sex professionals with Aussie escort Georgie Wolfe. For your podcast enjoyment this month, I had a really fun conversation with a good friend of mine, Frankie James. Frankie is an escort and self-described good time specialist with a warm, genuine personality. She's been a sex worker in Melbourne for six years and is currently travelling the world in search of new adventures. Despite the fact that she's literally on the other side of the world at the moment, we still managed to catch up, match up our time zones, and talk about the amazing sexual adventures she's gotten up to as an escort. It was a delightful chat. She ended up sharing all sorts of wisdom about what makes for a really good session. And I'll give you a hint now, it's all about the vibe. So this is well worth a listen, whether you're a sexual adventurer or just a client who wants to make the most of every minute you spend with your professional. Before we dive in, here are our regular disclaimers. Firstly, we don't speak for all sex workers. This is an opinion-only zone. Second, there's no legal advice here either. It's your job to know your local laws and follow them. And lastly, remember that everyone does things their own way. So no matter what, please follow your workers' advice. Welcome to the podcast, Frankie. Like, Thank this is you. really cool. First time. Yeah, I'm really excited to be here or be be participating here in this <laughs> space with you. Thanks for having me. You're um in terms of here geographically, we're actually on opposite sides of the world right now, aren't we? We are literally on like opposing corners of the globe. Yes, we probably couldn't be much further away from each other. <laughs> but but you know, emotionally, I feel like we're very close right now. And we've had some yes. such good chats in the past when we've met up that yeah. I feel like this is going to be a good chat. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. I'm hopeful, optimistically hopeful. I can certainly talk a lot about how we met and um, and what we've chatted about. But first, did you want to tell listeners a bit about yourself, what kind of work you do, that kind of stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I'm a full service uh, sex worker. I do um, independent escorting and also a little bit of online work, um, a space that I have every intention of expanding <laughs> my scope into and sort of never managed to quite follow that through, but watch that space. <laughs> um, work in progress. I, yeah, always, right? We're always, you know, mm-hmm. changing, adapting, diversifying, expanding. Right. Um and yeah I've been a sex worker for what is it 2022 so like nearly six years now Mm. um I think yeah 2017 I started so in my uh typical Frankie fashion what I would call a hot minute (laughs) which is a (laughs) malleable period of time (laughs) depending (laughs) on how I choose to use the phrase uh so yeah I've been a sex worker for a hot minute um (laughs) predominantly in Victoria but I have also worked in Queensland and New South Wales um and yeah started off in parlors uh when I was a wee little baby hooker and really enjoyed um the camaraderie and the safety or I guess um assumed safety and security of working on a premises Mm. um with staff and co-workers and um, the back room space sort of very quickly became um, an environment that I was very used to being a part of my work. Um, mm-hmm. 
but yeah, I struck out on my own uh, last, it's 2022, isn't it? Yeah, so last Oh, it's year. hard to keep track. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, time is, uh, uh, yeah, time is a weird thing these days. Um, but yeah, I started out um, doing indie work uh, last year and have been just focusing on that um, since I think like November yeah, probably only really launched in November last year. So I haven't actually even had 12 months um, on the clock as an, as an indie. Mm. Um, and, yeah, really enjoying, really enjoying that side of the work, um, but definitely sort of still feel the need. I think I've managed to create my own back room <laughs> <laughs> via my Twitter relationships and people that I'm lucky enough to meet you know in person face to face your own community exactly you've got to have community and we do we have a really good uh, Melbourne sex work community we have a really good Australian sex work community Mm, I think so yeah I don't have other experiences to base it off but I feel like we do yeah, we certainly do. And uh, so we started out the same way. I started out in brothel work as well. And this means mm-hmm. that we've had quite a lot to um, in common when we have talked. But I should I should tell our listeners that the reason that we know each other is because how did it go again? We're walking. I was walking down the street one day to buy some milk and, and you walked <laughs> and past. And I accosted you in the street. <laughs> well, I think I checked you out because I just do that. that. And then, and then uh, you said something at me and, and I was on the phone to my mum and I was like, yes. oh, no, I got busted checking out that chick in the street. But actually you were calling out to me because you'd recognised. You. Yeah. And then I was I was like, oh, oh, oh yeah, do we know each other? And then we worked out that we'd, we'd, we'd met before. At, at a, the decrim. At the rally, at a, at a political yeah. decrim rally. And yeah. you're better with, you're clearly better with faces than I am. I'm hopeless. And then I'm really good with faces, really <laughs> I'm, bad with I'm names, hopeless. but really good with faces. I'm hopeless with all those things. And then I had to explain oh. that I was in fact on the phone to my mom. And so we didn't get to <laughs> chat, but luckily because we lived in the same neighborhood, we kept running into yeah. each other. It was really cool. We so we've, we've had it some good chats. It was very serendipitous. Yes. Yeah, it really was. So even though you're now completely on the opposite side of the globe, I'm really glad that we had the chance to you know, to run into each other at the grocery store and shit. It was great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was um, nice. It's also oh. just nice sharing a neighbourhood, knowing that you've got a peer mm-hmm. like so close by, you know. Right. It's like, really nice. It just makes you feel more secure, I guess. Yeah, you know, like friends just of, down like, the street if you need them. Exactly, exactly. Mm. And someone who like knows knows that side of you, you know, and you can mm-hmm. take that side of you to a, someone close by. It just is like, not that I ever needed to, obviously, but, but if it was you just do. kind of nice to know. Yeah, it was nice to know there was another hooker in the neighbourhood. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're not out there on your own. And I guess this yeah. brings us to the subject of the podcast today and, like, maybe you'll have different feelings about it, but, you know, <laughs> it's about, like, having adventures. And a lot of people, for a lot of people oh, thinking yeah. that starting sex work at all is a massive adventure and a really huge step. And for some people, it is a really huge step. And for others, maybe yeah. maybe not such a big step. So I'm kind of curious, like, you know, what would you consider getting started in sex work a big, was it a big adventure for you? Or were you just like, yeah, whatever, this is, the, this is clearly my calling? I would say it's still a big adventure for me. Yeah, that's <laughs> what we like to hear. <laughs> Um, I, 
I definitely took, I took my time um, with the whole starting out and I took it really, like I'm the kind of person where I can be impulsive and I can kind of just like make decisions and do things sometimes. But when I'm trying to do big things for myself, I usually spend quite a bit of time um, kind of, I would say like going over things in my head and coming back and checking in on stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't make a lot of like really quick and rash decisions um, around, I guess, like lifestyle, security, safety, that kind of stuff is like one place where big stuff. Yeah. I feel like I'm thankfully still quite like considered and measured in those spaces, even though I tend to be way more flippant and kind of just fly by the seat of my pants in other areas of my life or the seat of my no pants, as it were, because I'm <laughs> because you're not, not wearing, wearing any. any right now. We, we were just because talking about summer. that before I hit record. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's summertime. And if I don't have to wear pants, I'm not wearing any pants. I'm so jealous right now. I'm literally wearing <laughs> Tracky decks and Ugg boots and I'm still cold. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I was sitting out and drinking beers in the park yesterday oh. and had to go home because I was getting too much sun. Ah, oh, you just stop. Just stop. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so so um, like having adventures is great and you love it, but you're also not um you're not you know, you're, you're also sensible and it sounds like your, your decision to start sex work or to change careers at all. Right. Because that's what it is, a career change. You sort totally. of had a, had a big think about that. Yeah, definitely. Um, I had been, I had, I started sex work after I got back from a big long overseas trip. Um, if you can sense a theme here. Um, and <laughs> I, you know, had come back from a long time being away from Australia, a long time since I'd had a regular job. Um, I was doing some like work and volunteering as I was traveling on the road, but that was all really informal stuff in like hostels and bars Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So Mm -hmm. um, I had really changed my own kind of concept of what labor and work could look like just based off the necessity of traveling for a long time and being adaptive in that environment. And then coming back to Australia, it was like, well, you know, I need a job. I don't want to go straight back to like the office job that I had before going overseas. Um, I wanted still to stay in that kind of a bit informal, a bit casual kind of feeling work environment. Mm, Flexibility. Um, Exactly. Flexibility and self-direction and, you know, not having to work four or five days a week, uh, but still being able to survive financially without having to kind of just completely upend the lifestyle that I had become acquainted to. (laughs) Right. It's that freedom. Yep. So much freedom. Um, And once you know how good it tastes, it's pretty hard to give it up, to be honest. Yep. This is true. It's very hard. (laughs) Mm, Yeah. Um, so yeah, and I had been considering it. Um, I actually, weirdly enough, had a dream about it, uh, in the months, probably two months before I came back home, I had a dream where I was, um, a dominatrix and I had also had a personal sexual fantasy of wanting to peg a man. Um, and unfortunately the last couple of male partners that I'd had weren't 
they were open to the idea but never open enough that it actually happened. I like your um, choice of words there. <laughs> I know, I'm clever. <laughs> um, yeah, and so it was just this kind of like growing urge that I had within me that I wasn't finding a way to meet in my personal life but then also had like circumstances which were sort of making themselves available to me that meant that I could come back to Australia and do something different. I didn't have to just go back to what I was doing before Mm -hmm. because I'd found kind of new ways of managing when I was on the road. And so I had a friend who had started working. um, We used to work together in our office jobs and then she'd left uh, and had a career change and had gone into sex work. So I was very fortunate in that I had a good friend that I trusted who was very, very generous with her time and energy and also letting me ask all of the stupid, whorephobic, stereotypical questions that you don't realise are stupid and whorephobic or you have your own experience. Yeah, the stuff you need to get through to actually understand what sex work is all about. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I also was very lucky in that I went along to have one of the like introductory info sessions with respect. Um, oh, Queensland. Run, uh, yeah, respect, respect Inc. up in Inc. Queensland. Good stuff. Love those yeah, guys. Yeah, it was amazing. People. Yeah, they do incredible work. Um, incredible work up there. But yeah, they um, they have a thing where you can kind of go and sit down with an existing worker and just have a chat and they kind of walk you through the basics of what work is like and, you know, safety stuff and health checks. and That's amazing. Um, yeah, just like a kind of little basic rundown, but also, again, like a place that you can ask questions and, you know, just kind of feel like you're not sort of just poking around in the dark on your own, not knowing what you don't know. Right. And it is a a learning curve like any job, but particularly when it comes to sex and that kind of stuff, like it's really hard to get this information from anywhere else. So it's going to be a steep learning curve when you start to do sex work, unless you've got someone to explain it. And for me, it was all the, all the ladies at the brothel that I started working Mm. at. They were all like, okay, here's what you do. Here's how you do intro. And here's what happens when you get in the room. And here's the things you should say no to. And here's how you watch, keep an eye on the time, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. 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 And that's like, that was definitely my experience once I started. And that's also an experience that I've um, really taken. It's something that's really important to me is the way that um, sex workers, I would say 98% of the time, um, look out for one another and take care of each other and Mm. have each other's back. Um, And I find very little withholding of information and knowledge in the industry and much more so that yeah when a new worker comes in if it's someone that hasn't worked anywhere before it's like okay this is this and this is that and da 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 and ask me questions and you know because it's not Mm -hmm. the kind of thing where there isn't a well I mean maybe there is a book but it's probably not any good but um I don't to my there is there there is a book sex book 101 there is Oh, there isn't a sex book. There's a sex workbook. It's called Turning Pro. I just actually led it to another friend who's thinking about becoming a sex worker. Yep. Is it good? 
Well, it's very American focus, so uh, it might yeah. not be perfect for Aussies. Um, yeah. But of course, you can't fit everything you need to know about the job in a book because we're all different. No. We all have to find our own way. So there is always yes. that learning curve, no matter how, you know, you could do a university level course on how to be a hooker and you'd still have to find what boundaries are right yeah. for you and your your way of interacting with people. I think that's something that's sort of hard to, it takes quite a while it took me a while and I think that I observed this with other people that I know is like you start out and you start doing your thing and then you're like oh what do I do what do I do for this or what do I do for that or how much do I want to charge for this extra or do I want to offer this thing or Mm -hmm. not and it is really a process of trial and error because nobody can know nobody else can answer that question for you it's really much about like what that's like for you yes you kind of look to your community and you look to your peers and your role models for the answers of like how I'm going to do it. But then also at the end of the day, like you have to kind of work it out on your own. So it is a Mm. bit of an in-between space. And I think that's why those peers, like those peer relationships are so vital so that you have somewhere you can go when you say, I tried this thing and it didn't really work out. And it felt kind of, you know, this is how I feel about it now. Mm -hmm. And I want someone to sort of workshop or debrief through it so that I feel like when I have that situation happen again I'm way more prepared and I know what I'm going to do next time yeah or, or like even listen I sorry. want to take from this <laughs> even like oh you know I actually want this but all the clients I've seen so far have said that's not a thing and that I can't do it that way yeah. and then to have someone go yeah. no no you can totally do it that way like maybe that's not the way that most people do it but you can do it however the hell you want and this is the thing 100%. about sex work we can do it whoever the hell however the hell we want and then the clients that like that will see us and the ones that are looking for different things will find different people and that's fine but sometimes we need our peers to tell us that you know yes. so, so it's good having that back up need to interrupt this podcast for a second to remind you about something really important. I'm recording this on the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. It is stolen land and I'd like to acknowledge that to any Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders who may be listening. And like you've kind of reminded me that that kind of process of discovery is the adventure for me. Like I know when I say sexual adventures and this podcast is about sexual adventures and sure we can mm-hmm. chat about threesomes and pegging and all the other cool stuff that we get up to and orgies. there's room for that orgies all the things <laughs> but for me the real adventure is that trial <coughs> trial and error process of working out what I want and what I enjoy and how to do stuff oh, yeah. better that's that's the real adventure for me totally I think that's why I said that I'm still on an, a big adventure when it comes to work right because Every day is a bit like an adventure. <laughs> Every time you meet someone um, new, all that stuff. Totally. Each relationship is different. Um, you know, I really put a lot of myself into my work and really um, engage on quite a personal level with my clients or at least the clients that are open to that sort of engagement. You know, not everybody yeah. is as wanting of that emotional connection but that's definitely Mm -hmm. like my preferred way of relating with people because I I have more fun I Mm, feel a stronger kind of sense of belonging with that person and I find that it tends to deepen the physical chemistry that we can have together Mm, Um, 
I can also fuck a stranger. <laughs> you know, I'm quite happy to just fuck the shit out of a stranger and just off Just a goes. different vibe, right? Yeah, but it is a very different vibe. Um, and those kinds of bookings are, yeah, they're fun and easy, but I, t- I feel like the the clients that I have the best relationships with and who I like really look forward to our dates and, you know, get genuinely excited when they message me or mm-hmm. that kind of stuff is usually when we've had that sort of bit of trust and relationship built over time. Yeah. As yep. opposed to those more kind of like just pop up out of the blue and then disappear again for a few months. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that's been a learning for me too. Like part of the learning of sex work is what kind of clients do I gel with the best? And for me, it's definitely been people who want to build that emotional connection a little, even if it's mm. only ever one session, but who do want to make that connection as a person, because I love learning about yeah. people. So I guess that's yeah, been a really useful, useful learning about myself. So we've kind of talked about, um, you know, becoming a sex worker as an adventure and why it's adventure. Mm. And it totally, I feel like for me, it was totally an adventure. And Mm. um, I'd also like to ask you about the sexual adventures that you might've had um, in the course of your work that maybe you haven't had a chance to have before. Oh, you're giggling. So there must be an answer to this. Like, (laughs) are Are there experiences um, with clients that you've had that you wouldn't have been able to have if you hadn't started doing this job? So many, so many. Um, yeah, <laughs> I love it. And I um, I am one of those people that I think I'm quite lucky in this way too, but I really get off making other people happy. Oh, me too. Um, yeah. <laughs> It's really nice. Um, And, you know, that applies like in areas outside of my work context too, you know, like I love looking after my friends and, you know, I just like being, I just like being a a nice, a nice person and, and making people happy. It just gives me a lot back. Um, But I very, very much get a lot of sexual gratification out of giving other people sexual pleasure. Mm. And so even if it's something that, I don't necessarily derive my own kind of like physical pleasure from something. I can actually sort of get like, I'm definitely a bit of a voyeur um, and I can really get a lot out of just giving somebody else an experience and knowing that they're really enjoying it. Oh my God. So much. Yeah. So like, you know, there's stuff, um, where I might not necessarily even be getting, you know, sort of like physically stimulated um, from whatever act it is that we're doing together. But like by the end of that, you know, play, I will be soaking wet just from like basically watching what I'm doing with this person and how their body is responding and how their, you know, like noises really get me going and sounds Mm. of, you know, body things happening. Like I'm a very kind of sensory driven person so I can get a lot from even just you know spanking someone or Mm -hmm. um doing like face sitting sessions where it's like you know more so like smotherings than Mm -hmm. typical face sittings where I might not necessarily be getting that much stimulation on my body but just knowing what I'm doing to and with someone else (laughs) can be a lot of fun you know what I think I really have a kink 
but introducing people to new things too. And it doesn't really matter what the new Ooh. thing is or whether I'm into it. If someone comes to me and says, look, I actually have this really big kink for people like, um, you know, uh, you know, spanking my cock or I really mm. want someone to dress up in a dinosaur costume mm-hmm. because it's just a fetish mm-hmm. of mine. I might not love getting, you know, that might not be a fetish of mine, but I'm going to enjoy enacting that for Heck someone yeah. so much. Heck yeah, same. I'm very similar in that way. It's like I I might not find it sexually arousing for myself, but the fact that you find it so sexually arousing mm-hmm. is like something that I really want to be a part of. Right. And people come to you with such interesting requests. There's this endless kind of like list of new things that then I can get to try with them and see them look so gratified. It is really totally. Yeah, very. I, um, I was lucky enough, actually, just not long before I left for my overseas holiday, I had my first proper, like, full blown wet and messy sploshing session. Oh, fantastic. And it was so much fun. What um, did you splash in? Uh, Hershey's chocolate syrup and vegan donuts. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was a vibe. Um, and, you know, the client and I were both, um, you know, sort of relatively new to that level of play, but it was very sort of like curious and experimental and we were both just like giggling a lot and Mm. laughing together and kind of like trying stuff out thinking that it was going to be sexy but maybe it was just more of a bit like (laughs) funny and so then we'd like have a good giggle and then kiss and then it would be back Uh. into like sexy times and stuff it was it was really fun to be able to just explore something with someone in a very kind of curious playful and dare say it wholesome way it is and sploshing and we should explain that sploshing means getting sexy with food in some way or Or getting messy with food yeah yeah so there's sploshing which is like sploshing I think is like the sort of overall category and then there's also wet and messy and I think those are like quite extricably linked but not a hundred percent the same thing so Mm -hmm. like some of the wet and messy stuff that you see online could be just someone in a swimming pool, for example. Yeah, or, or slime. Slime is a thing. Yes, I was going to say. Or then it could also be someone playing with certain substances. So slime is a big one, colourful slime and those sorts of things. But then also food-based play. As um, well. Which I have actually been, it's a kink of mine that I sort of, I I guess I knew it was there in a way, but it was sort of quite dormant. Um, And it was actually a booking that I had um, at the old parlour that I was working at. And a friend of mine was in town for a relatively short period of time. Uh, So we ended up organising to have a double session with a client that we shared together, um, which was um, took place right near my birthday. And so my friend bought cupcakes um vegan cupcakes and brought them into the session with you know the both of us and our client um and you know we knew that we were going to eat the cupcakes together but then when it came down to it you know we were already all naked and you know having a great time by the time the cupcakes came out and I was like I want you to lay them like I want you to cut them up and lay them on my body and like (gasps) eat them on my body like I am the plate love it 
and the sensation of like someone's mouth like closing around the food that's touching your skin and then Mm -hmm. sort of by association like licking and touching your skin but like whilst there's also food on it and then they're like making noises because the cupcakes taste good and it's just like oh yes all of the senses and all of the hedonism just like dialed up to 15 you know (laughs) Like combining all the the best things in the world, you know, eating and sex and naked people and yeah. 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 Literally what more could you want? Maybe a bubble bath, but like that's pretty much it. Maybe a bubble bath afterwards to get the rest of the cake off. Yeah. (laughs) I actually had Um, a client in Adelaide who was a professional baker and I went down there and he nicked a whole load of stuff from the bakery and then we proceeded to cake decorate each other which was amazing. That is amazing. So we're yeah, exactly I on the same them. page. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I, um, I have, you know, my first, my first photo shoot that I ever did for work, I sat on a cake um, <gasps> because I wanted to have photos of my butt because it's right. large and in It's charge. magnificent. Um, thank you, darling. <laughs> um <laughs> It's, um, yeah, those photos of me sitting on the cake are like some of my favourite photos of like all the shoots that I've had thus far. And I'm so glad that I did that for myself. And I'm so glad that it's actually now kind of eventuated into a real splashing booking. Yes. Um, I've had a few inquiries, but this was my first my first one. So, yeah, oh. it's just fun to be able to like experiment with different things you know, different things that you didn't really know you were into before someone said like, hey, mm-hmm. can you do this thing with me? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess I can. And then you get into it and you're like, oh, this is actually way more fun than I thought it was going to be. You have this never ending stream of interesting suggestions from people. Yeah, you know, you're never going to totally. run out of ideas. And then, of course, sometimes it's a case of something that you already know you love doing and just getting the opportunity to to do it over and over because it's your thing. And I know that you're really into pegging. Yes. <laughs> That's one of your things. Um, it's and is my that, jam. It's your jam. And, and is that something jam. you've had a chance to really enjoy with clients? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, to be honest, probably not as much as I would have liked because mm. I could do that any day, mm-hmm. any day of the week. Um uh, I would welcome more uh, pegging bookings, but, you know, I understand also that it's not everybody's cup of tea. It's a bit specialty. Are, it is a bit specialty and I do understand why some people have particular tensions around it, I suppose, or why mm. people don't necessarily um, expand their ideas of what their sex life. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Yes. Okay. Yes. We could get <laughs> quite literal with it. Um, Expand their idea I... of what sex is. You're saying, sorry, I totally ruined that moment. <laughs> no, no, no. It's I'm, please. I think if any <laughs> podcast is a place to expand buttholes, it's here. <laughs> expanding your mind and your buttholes, but you're right. At the it same is about, time. <laughs> it is very much about expanding your idea of what's acceptable, especially if you're a straight guy where straight guys are told that you can't put anything in your butt. Right. It's just, I think that, um, like, as I said, I understand it. I understand that people come to us with all of these different kinds of past experiences, whether, you know, in their families, in their cultures, 
in their previous sexual encounters or whatever, you know, like I, I've had, I've also had sexual partners of my own where they've said, you know, in the past, I tried this with another partner and she wasn't really into it. And I got the sense that she was just doing it for me. And then that created Mm. guilt. And now I feel weird about it, you know, so like, or it was rushed and was painful, or maybe they, they were actually hurt, which can certainly happen. Totally. Yeah. Um, But yeah, pegging is something that is a real, uh, like this may be TMI, but I guess we've already told about expanding buttholes. Um, We have. We've gone there. Literally dripping, dripping wet. Like there will be drips on the sheets whilst I'm pegging someone because of how much it turns me on. And I'm not really a squirter. Like I can. I can squirt if somebody knows what they're doing, but I'm mm-hmm. not typically. But this is just like my body loves to fuck oh, <laughs> other people's so good. bodies. So good. Um, I feel like it's such an intimate. It's such a intimate act too. I mean, any kind of penetration very. is going to be very intimate, but when it comes to people's butts, you really need to know what you're doing, and there needs you to be a lot really... of communication, and it needs to be slow and, and careful. Also- of creating an environment in which the other person feels safe and comfortable mm. because mm-hmm. like if anybody who's ever had anything up their butt knows if you're not comfortable and relaxed it's nowhere it's near as fun. much fun yeah <laughs> um, well your whole butt just tenses up involuntarily and exactly. then you, you can't get stuff up there or if you try it's gonna hurt right it's not nice yeah so it's not just about making someone feel safe and ready physically it's also about creating an environment where, you know, it's not just a like, oh, this is a thing and it's 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 a bit naughty and it's a bit taboo and we're going to do it, but we're not right. going to talk about it. I'm, I'm like, no, 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 come on. Like, this is, this is amazing. This is something I love. This is something I live for. I'm so happy you've brought it to me. I'm so honoured that you feel safe. Like, this mm-hmm. is something I want to enjoy and celebrate together. I also am really upfront with people about, like, in the very typical sense of things you know we want everybody to be prepared and ready Mm -hmm. and safe Mm -hmm. but at the same time like if you're gonna you know play in the sandpit then you're gonna get your feet a little bit dirty so at the (laughs) same time it's just like if anything happens I'm gonna be chill about it and I want you to feel chill about it because human bodies are bodies you know like we can't always control what our bodies are gonna do I've been um, in pegging. I don't peg myself, but I've been in doubles bookings with people who specialize in pegging. And yeah, you know, like sometimes there's a bit of stuff going on. Um, and that's, you know, you're going to stick things in people's buttholes. Stuff sometimes is going to come out. And that's get, part of the job. Yeah. You're going to get your feet sandy. Right. I'm not going to go splashing in it, but I'm not going to be horrified <laughs> that someone had a bit of poop in their butt because, uh, you know, it's literally anal. Yeah. 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 Um, I've had, you know, a session before where I've been, um, you know, this is uh, someone who's like very, very experienced and and, and also very comfortable communicating around these sorts of things. Um, But he actually was like, hey, can we just stop for, you know, five minutes? I just need to go to the bathroom. And I was like, yeah, no worries. Like go to the bathroom, have another rinse, like do, do your thing, whatever. And then, you know, came back and picked up where we left off. Like, that's great. This happens with red, with PIV intercourse too. Like sometimes you realize halfway through fucking that you need to go to the bathroom. And if, if you don't take care of it, 
it's going to create um, a certain pressure on your bladder that means that you know maybe it's not going to feel that great or maybe it'll be feel you know it depends on your anatomy and sometimes you just got to go hey we need to take take a moment um totally we have to communicate around our bodily needs yeah i think as well as you know in extended bookings like i don't know about you but i drink a lot of coffee i drink a lot of water like mm. after 2 hours with someone i'm going to part of me i'm going to need a bathroom break you know um yep. and i think when i was younger and newer to working, I sort of felt the need to to be the fantasy, the total fantasy, you know. That's a lot of pressure. Like, can't go to the bathroom, you know. Like, oh, my so, goodness. Or, like, you know, it would be, like, a horrifying experience if you accidentally, like, queefed, you know, or farted <gasps> with someone. Oh. It would just be like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, you know. But it's like at the end of the day, like, humans – human bodies uh have a bit of a mind mm. of their own a lot of the time and we're real people we are real living breathing people <laughs> um and I don't I certainly am not you know like I I am I have good manners I like to have the experience with my clients be as kind of I want them to just be like immersed in a world of pleasure and joy and happiness and touch and sensuality you know I try really hard to foster all of those vibes from like the minute they walk in mm. the door well even before they walk in the door but mm -hmm. you know so I, I I don't I don't pretend like I'm a Stepford wife but at the same time I do really try and maintain that kind of presence and space that we're in together yeah but if stuff happens stuff happens you know and I want feel I want people to feel comfortable with me and I model that by being, you know, open and honest in my communication mm. and treating things, you know, with kind of just a level-headed, mm, what's the right word? I'm not going to panic or freak out about something because, yeah. yeah, at the end of the day, like these are all occupational hazards that we right. encounter. I feel like this is a bit um, like, you know, how people feel like, sex should be like in the movies where everyone has perfect hair and nobody speaks. They just make long eye contact while fucking and everything is perfect. But then, you know, we discover when we have sex That's that sex, sex is about <laughs> queefing and laughing and rolling around awkwardly in the sheets together and giggling and uh, having awkward moments and that that's actually part of good sex good sex has all these bits in it that don't look like the movies and maybe that's a similar 100%. stuff too you know I just think yeah that it's it's such a more human it's one of the most kind of human expressions that we can engage in mm. together you know like it's a very kind of it can be a very primal experience um it can be a very kind of um you know it's one of those things that really kind of can wrap you up and sort of put you in a little bubble mm. all on your own or mm -hmm. not on your own but well, with with you know, this other person very, you know exactly it's a very kind of like encompassing and intoxicating space where you know kind of I don't want to say anything goes because that's obviously uh not great for like boundary speak I know what you mean though of yeah where being yourself like, is okay yes yes that's a much better way of phrasing it it's or just where you like, can let your guard down you know because you were literally naked in front of the other person and all your bits are hanging out and your wobbly bits and your sex face, like all that stuff needs to be okay. Exactly. Um, and, you know, all bodies are good bodies. Like all bodies are good bodies. I 
you know, I actually was um, talking about this with some of my friends because some of my friends who I'm here visiting already knew I was a sex worker, but I've also mm-hmm. just recently told some of them for the first time. Yay. And we were having a, yay, thanks to Decrim, I've been slowly um, being able to be out with people bit by bit mm. now that it's um, not such a scary space in terms of in a, legalities and having things follow you through the rest of your life. In Victoria, at least. In Victoria, yeah. Yep. Um, and so, yeah, we were just talking about, um, we were talking about, you know, like certain clients and stuff and my friends were like asking me questions and I was like, you know, I've been with really, 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 like really large people before. I've been with, you know, guys who are younger than me, guys who are older than me. Like it, it really, it doesn't matter. Like for my, for my peace of mind, mm-hmm. I really don't care what somebody looks like. I care about how they treat me, yep. how they treat themselves and what energy they bring into the booking. Yeah. Um, and I would attitude. often say to clients, yeah, attitude, vibes. <laughs> I know mm-hmm. that's really, that's a really dumb sort of millennial catchphrase. No, but it's totally just, fine. I exist in vibes. Um <laughs> You know, people are sometimes like, oh, okay, cool. Like, I'll see you at this time. Would you like me to bring anything? And um, I always just say, you know, come prepared to have a good time. Yeah. And I used to joke about it. I think you wrote it in the bio um, as well. I used to joke about it in the brothel, but it's actually now become like one of my branding and selling points is that I classify myself as a good time specialist. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's not just about what I do with my body. It's no. the entire interaction and the entire experience. And I'm going to do everything I can to give you the best possible experience and the best mm. possible outcome of our time, energy spent together. Yeah. So what I like to say is when you pay a sex worker, you're not paying for sex. You're paying a sex professional to create an experience for you. And a good sex worker knows how to create that experience. And it's mental and it's physical and it's about vibes, like vibes totally come into it. And environmental too, you know, like Mm -hmm. I make sure to have, you know, like in my old um, space that I used to use, you know, I had like room spray that I like to spritz to make the room smell lovely and you know like warm lighting because I don't Mm. like bright lights and you know just like those little touches to make the space like really kind of encompassing so that you can really just kind of like let the entire world around you wash away and all it is is just like you and me in this room let's go (laughs) all these details make a really big difference to people's state of mind to the whole experience. I think so. And that's also, it helps signal to me that I'm in that environment, you know, like I think that it, it's both for them and for myself because it's Mm -hmm. like I create the world in which Frankie works her best work, you know, and I bring people into that world. I also need them to be ready to come into it with me. Um, I certainly can understand someone who's feeling like really nervous or having some apprehension who's maybe a little more guarded yeah but like you said you know you're paying me for my time and my energy and for me to shower you with affection and care and all of those wonderful things once you're in the space with me but I also need you to be ready to receive that 
Yep. Um, and, you know, as I said, that can be physical. Like it doesn't have to be a more kind of emotional, sensual, connected experience. It can be just a nice, hot, physical, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am kind of situation. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you need to be ready to come to the party, as it were. Yeah. Um, and if you've got your guard up the whole time or, you know, I think you can feel it when someone's coming in with an expectation that you're going to cut corners, try and rip them off. Yep. You know, do I don't something feel safe. Yeah. You can tell, you can tell. And, you know, I understand like people, if you're, if you're meeting me for the first time, you know, you don't know me, you don't, uh, why, like I, I'm not necessarily any different to anyone else. Um, but the biggest thing I try to like give people in my services is a sense of safety and connection. Don't forget that we have an online membership program. Membership gives you access to videos on our website that show you how to have incredible experiences with sex workers. We even have a private Twitter feed so that you can connect with your fellow sexual adventurers. To become a member, visit satisfactionproject.com and hit the sign up button. So maybe being Um, open to trusting. You don't have to trust everyone you meet. You have to decide whether someone's worth trusting and that's a process, but being open to that mm. process and open to trusting your worker as you meet them and start to become comfortable before you get on to the really, totally. the really sexy stuff, you know, being open to coming around to trusting them. Yeah. And I, you know, I think that a lot of people, I've definitely experienced um, blocks with clients where the narrative that they have in their own mind is like, she's only here for the money. She's only seeing me because I'm paying her. She would never spend time with me in another Mm. environment. Probably judging me in her head. Yeah. Judging me. Like she thinks I'm old. She thinks I'm fat. She's, you know, Mm -hmm. she probably has a really hot boyfriend that she'd rather be spending time with. Like all of these kinds of misconceptions that people (sighs) have. And I'm happy. I'm happy to have some of that like voiced so that I can put people's mind at ease Mm -hmm. but it's also just like please like trust me and my ability to show up as a professional and do my job trust that that you want to be there yeah if I'm here and I'm dressed and I'm ready and I'm smiling and I'm warm and I'm inviting then like fucking let go of the reins and let me take over and let me look after you you know like that's what I'm here for um, that is possibly and, some of the best advice I've ever heard from a guest on the podcast oh, around having a good experience. Oh, Georgie. <laughs> oh, that's so lovely. Um, yeah, and I say it sometimes as a joke with people because I've got a really cheeky sense of humour, especially in the room. Like once my clothes are off, I'm even cheekier than <laughs> when I'm clothed. Um, but, you know, people will be like, oh, my God, like, that was so amazing or like, oh, you really made me feel X or whatever. And I often will like have a little giggle and be like, yeah, I know it's like I'm a professional or something. Ah, surprise. Um, (laughs) And I think mostly people laugh. I also sometimes worry that it sort of like takes people out of the moment. But for me, I want to normalize both things being true. Yeah. I want to normalize being able to give my clients amazing sexual intimate encounters and also 
be seen as someone who is good at my job, who mm-hmm. takes her job seriously and who cares about not just making money but also the experience that I'm giving people in exchange for that money. Mm. And I think clients can feel good about getting a good service. Oh, fuck yeah. Right? I think so because, like, I can tell I can tell how much different the fun is that I have with a good service with a good connection as opposed mm-hmm. to a service where either I or the other person aren't really in it, you know, like yeah. the ones where you're sort of quote unquote going through the motions mm-hmm. for whatever reason that might be in comparison to the ones where you've kind of had that, like you've met each other on an even field and you've come together for a purpose. That's mm-hmm. Those are the best bookings. They do feel different. Um, oh, they hit so different <laughs> yeah. and you know sometimes you might think that you're going to get a more kind of like you know like a formulaic a plus b equals c kind of experience and then someone will come in and completely surprise you you know like I mm. find sometimes that the way people communicate over text message I might think that when they get when they get in the room they're going to be a bit more kind of guarded and a bit more sort of not give too much away and then in the room, they're completely different. I love it. So those surprises are fun too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you just don't know till you meet someone. And sometimes it can just be an amazing surprise that when you see the person and when you're in that bubble together, of course, people are different. And that's, that's one of the nicest things about the job. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's one of the things I love because it's like, you know, there are plenty of people that I've seen in a professional context that I, you know, pretty much wouldn't cross paths with in the outside world you know we just we have different lives we run in different circles you know we've got different interests like there's definitely people that I connect with that my path wouldn't have crossed if it weren't for being a sex worker Mm -hmm. but oh my god the sex you can have with those people is amazing and it's like this is what people don't understand outside of the industry that's great is just because you didn't just because you didn't know that person before does not have any impact on being able to have amazing sex and amazing encounters with people that you wouldn't have otherwise crossed paths with. Again, such a good point to make. Now, uh, sometimes we, well, sometimes all the time, um, I get clients sending me anonymous questions through the anonymous mm-hmm. question form on my website. And sometimes mm-hmm. I like to share one of these questions for a podcast guest to answer. And we got one about pegging and I know it's your specialty. So I would love to share this question with you and get your thoughts if you're down for that. I am very down for that. Okay. So here's what it says. Mm-hmm. This person has written, I'd like to try anal and pegging with my current provider, but I'm not sure how to prepare prior to the booking. Uh-huh. So, and then they say, um, when I ask if my provider talks about prep, I'd like to be armed with some knowledge of what things are and how they work, which is lovely. And yep. then they go on to say, I know my provider would be respectful, but I don't want to comp- appear completely clueless, which I absolutely mm-hmm. am. So I think it's lovely that they're asking for help and wanting to figure it out before before they actually get to the booking. But uh, this is mm. not an area of specialty for me. 
Um, what, mm-hmm. what advice would you give a complete first timer for pegging, for receiving mm. pegging? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, as, um, as they said in the question, like they don't want to appear like a complete sort of novice or something like that. But I would say it's amazing for a start that you've asked for advice. Definitely. Um, that actually shows a great level of self-awareness and willingness to try something new. And I think it speaks to someone who, yeah, has a good understanding of what's required in order to have great experiences, um, both in your personal sexual life, but also in, you know, relationships with providers. Mm. Uh, So that's a great starting point. Uh, Being curious and asking questions is always welcome. And I think that, you know, I would encourage people to do it more often uh, where they can. So great start there. Um, Secondly, I would encourage that if you hadn't had any experience whatsoever, um, a starting point for a lot of folks when they're getting, you know, adventuring into the world of the back door um, is starting out small and working your way up. Yes. (laughs) So um, you can buy butt plugs, um, either, you know, individual butt plugs or many places will actually sell kits where they start out with one really, really little size and then a a medium and then a slightly larger one. So if that was something that you felt comfortable doing on your own, um, you could start engaging with some self-play at home, um, both for adjusting to the different sensation because the sensitivity in that area is quite different to the sensitivity of a penis or the sensitivity of, you know, a clitoris and a vagina. So it it is a different sensation to get used to. Um, And, you know, a lot of people say, especially when they're starting out, that it feels like they need to go to the toilet, Yeah. Um, which, you know, it does in the beginning feel a little bit like that because, of course, that's the evidence base that your body has to run off. Yeah, that's the only experience Um, we have up to that point, things going out and in, right? Yeah. So like, it makes total sense if it feels that way. Don't be afraid of it. Like I would say the only reason to change what you're doing is if you reach pain, but if it's just a sort of like, Oh, I'm not sure if this feels good or it's like some of like when someone's tickling you, right. And you're like, Oh, I hate this, but it also feels good. Like what's happening. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit like that. Um, So I think like be open to that being new and different and lean into it. Um, start out slow and small and work your way up. Um, In terms of physical prep, um, being clean before you arrive for your booking is just going to give it the best experience in terms of the fact that neither you nor your provider are going to have to worry about if there's any spills or leaks. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not going to sort of jolt you out of the moment as much if something does happen. Um, and it's also just, you know, I guess a sort of sexier and more safe environment to have a pegging experience in. When you say clean, um, I think some people might assume that just means washing your butt, which is, by the way, very important for all bookings, right? Always wash your butt, but also um, you can buy enema, um, enema bulbs um, from sex shops or probably other places. I'm not really sure, but I always buy mine from sex shops or fetish mm-hmm. shops. Um, And you just get, it's like just a little plastic kind of squeezy bulb with a little nozzle, a long little nozzle on it. 
Um, and you just set yourself up with that, some warm water, some lube, um, do that in the bathroom and then have your shower. Um, and yeah, they say that you only need to do sort of like five or six bulbs in order to completely clean out your um, lower colon. Mm-hmm. Um, I would only suggest, you know, some people like you can have a more thorough enema, but that's only really necessary if you were doing like sort of hardcore fisting stuff. If you're stuff just that's going a long way in, a long way in. Um, yeah, that's not really necessary for, you know, a finger or a toy up your bum or um, a pegging booking. You just sort of do, yeah, sort of like four to six enema bulbs worth of warm water, depending on, you know, your body. Um, but that's usually about enough. And then, yeah, I would say do that and then have a good shower before you leave your house. And then obviously your provider will have you have another shower when you arrive to her space, because that's what we do. That's how it's um, done. That's how it's done. So we know that you've had the shower um, so that we have the the visible uh, confirmation of clean skin before we put our vaginas all over it. Um, vaginas? But- Is this <laughs> like, God, that would be great if I had multiple vaginas to put all over someone, but I know what you, I know what you mean. The collective we. Because <laughs> I feel like people are always like, I just had a shower at home and I'm like, that's awesome, babe, but I don't know that. Yeah, we need um, to I feel like we can relax. I can't confirm that. It's not that I don't trust you, but it's just that like I have no confirmation of your genitalia and body being clean before right. I put my naked skin and mouth all over it. Does the same um, thing apply so- to enemas? If you're doing some butt play with a client, do you really need to hear from them that they've prepared beforehand, that they've done an enema? Like does that help you relax in the booking as well? Um, I just like ask people if they've done it, if it's like someone on the spur, like if it's someone that's kind of last minute, which is rare for that kind of booking, but mm. you know, in the parlor more so it would happen. Um, so I would just usually say like, have you, have you cleaned up today? Um, or if someone hasn't, I would usually like suggest that they would go to the bathroom just to be safe. And obviously like when pegging, you know, we've got, I've got, um, a condom on the dildo and stuff anyway so if there are little issues with anything in the way it's really easy to just stop take that condom off you know like Mm -hmm. it's pretty easy to just sort of switch it out and keep going clean up yeah yeah exactly like a few baby wipes you know a hand towel fresh condom and you're good good. to go like that's that's a really simple fix um but yeah you know just ideally if the cleaner you are and like I'm like this in my life as well when I have um, backdoor experiences um, I like to know that I'm clean because then I don't have that one little part of my brain worrying yeah about whether I'm not you know so it's like I can wholly relax and give my body over to what's happening mm. because I don't have any kind of worry that I'm not clean because I know that I am which again um, is really so important really, because of the whole butthole tent situation. You want to be as relaxed as possible. You want to be as relaxed as possible. And also I just feel like it sort of, it pulls you out. If like something, you know, if something happens, if there's like a sensation and you think, Oh, did something just, you know, is that, is that something that's just happened? Mm-hmm. It just can sort of like, yeah, it tenses you up, but it also pulls you out of the moment. So I just yeah. feel like removing that situation 
from being relevant just means that like everybody gets to have the best time that's good Um, advice and yeah also like the timing of your bookings um you know we all have our own body clocks and and body schedules um so if you know that you're a morning person for your body doing its thing then maybe it could be a good idea to see your provider more so in the evening yeah um, but also being mindful of you know when you last ate a meal and <laughs> those kinds of things so mm-hmm. you know you don't have to do a lot of homework but I guess just being aware of the fact that you know that's what the body is usually using that space for and you know you need to reclaim it for some sexy times yeah yeah so being a bit strategic yes yes awareness awareness strategy prep. I feel like right you've managed to kind of fit an entire tutorial on how to prepare for anal into like one answer it's fucking great thank you <laughs> I love butts I don't know if I've already clarified this but I love butts <laughs> so good so good to have a specialist here <laughs> I would love to also ask you to share where people can find you, if they'd like to follow you on Twitter, if they'd like to maybe meet you one day, how they can get in touch, how they can find out more about your service. Yes. Um, So that is a very good question. And if I was a better businesswoman and um, (laughs) more on top of my shit, I would probably have those details altogether somewhere. But what I can tell you is I have a Twitter account, um, which is, a, you know, obviously a place that we interact and engage together, which I very much enjoy. Um, so my Twitter is Frankie, uh, which is with an IE, underscore James, underscore X, for a little kiss. Um, so yeah, Frankie, underscore James, cute. underscore X. Yeah, I am cute yes. like that. I always yeah. sign it. Everything with kisses, and I use a fuck ton of emojis. If you follow me oh, on me Twitter too. or engage with me, I'm a, a emoji heavy. Um, it's the millennial way. It, yeah, it just also <laughs> like helps me kind of communicate myself better. I think so. Yeah, yep. Frankie underscore James underscore X and Twitter. I have a website as well, which is just frankiejames.net. Um, And I have a Fansly account, um, which you can see some stuff um, for free and most of it is behind um, a paywall, Uh, but that's just Frankie underscore James underscore X um, fansly.com forward slash, yeah, Frankie. And we see the butt cake smash photo on Fansly or on your Um, website? It should be on my website. Great. I'm going to go look at that once we finish speaking with your permission. <laughs> it's definitely on my Twitter um, and it should be on my website. I can't remember exactly which photos I put in the gallery, but it should be there somewhere. Fantastic. There's actually like a great, there's a great sequence where it's like one where my butt, I haven't sat on it yet. And then one where I'm sitting on it. And then another one where I've like lifted my butt up out of the air. And oh. I've just got this huge smile on my face, like from the corner <laughs> of the angle. You can just tell I've got this like beaming. I had so much fun sitting on that fucking cake. <laughs> oh, I love it. It's a whole text cake smash to a whole new level. It's fucking great. Mm. And look, I'll mm. make sure I link to all of those places from the um, the website so that people can find sure. your stuff. And I hope that they do because 
what you provide is amazing. Thank you so much for sharing your experience around this. I'm so happy to be able to have shared my experience. I would also like to just stipulate that um, I'm very fortunate that I'm on holidays and I've been on holidays already for probably like about a month or so. Um, so I would also like to just acknowledge the privilege that I have of speaking to you whilst I'm on vacation, which I am means jealous. that I've also had enough time and space away from work that like, you know, I feel like, you know, ab- that the whole thing of like absence makes the heart grow fonder. Sure um, does. And hornier. I just, yeah, oh gosh, don't even talk to <laughs> me about the hornies. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to say that as well, because I think it's important to stipulate, like, even though I do mean everything that I've just said, I'm speaking from someone who's like on a break at the moment, which means that I feel like I'm maybe like thinking about things in a more general and broad sense. Mm, well, but sometimes we need that perspective, and especially when we're talking about things like, you know, what is a sexual adventure? You know, what what have we done in the past? What how do we can can we make it go well? It's good to have that nice yeah. bit of perspective where you can look back at definitely that awesome stuff you've gotten up to and have some wisdom, share some wisdom around that. And I feel like you've really done that. Oh, good. I'm glad. <laughs> Thanks again, and I hope we can talk again soon. Thanks for joining us. If you want to become an expert client, head on over to the website satisfactionproject.com for more articles, your questions answered, and exclusive member-only content. After all, wise clients are the best clients. Stick with us and you'll be well on your way to having those peak experiences with sex workers that make life worth living.